Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trumbull, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty doing good. good. Yeah. yeah. This is a good double recording. I'm yeah. really, really pumped about the, this week. I mean, this one's lesser so, but that's not yeah. to diminish uh, See, what but it is. I'm excited to talk about this one because it's like balls to the wall in some of these (laughs) it's so insane it's also very divisive i would say much more than american Mm. werewolf is Mm -hmm. um yeah although i will say this but both of them have awful sequels yeah (laughs) yeah it's true the howling has like 12 sequels or something like that one's australian where they turn into kangaroo monsters (laughs) Oh my, okay, no, I have three. to watch that one. Part three, yeah, it's oh. actually, I have the Shout Factory Blu-ray of it. So oh if we're going to cover God. it later, I have the Blu-ray. I love it when we cover something that I have the movie for. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't for The Howling, but um, I did for American Werewolf, thanks to Arrow Video, who makes amazing editions. Yeah. So in, in your DVD collection, you don't have the first Halloween, but you do have the third. Oh, yeah, I do have the third. Well, it's only because Show Factory sent me a review copy is the reason uh, I have it. Okay, that makes I sense. Mean... <laughs> and honestly, it's Philippe Mora kind of losing his mind. So it's it's it has its charm. <laughs> the third Halley movie is probably the best of the sequels, but also it pales to it's pretty much most It's so bad. Movies. Yeah. Yeah, it is so bad. But it's like saying but, this pile of shit is slightly better than this pile of shit, but all of them are still piles of shit. So really, it's like who wins at the end of the day. I mean, but one is a pile of shit with wear kangaroos, so that's got to be something. <laughs> this is true. It's got to count for something. Okay, well, we're all just having a great time, and uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Halloween, which is a movie that just fucking bonkers ass movie, and I love it because. It's like she gets like attacked at a porn theater. By the way, there's a through line of this movie. Yeah. Porn theaters. Uh. <laughs> and I only realized that as I was like just starting up the howling, I'm like, you know what? There's something to be said for porn theaters and werewolf movies. Like that was a vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, also the perfect, the perfect soundtrack during this, the sex scene. Cause there's always going to be a sex scene and they yes. always play something super wolfy or like, related to the moon whenever yes. whenever that scene comes up mm-hmm. but uh yeah the howling uh a movie that i really it took me a while to watch this movie like i had heard about it i watched it it wasn't like a first time watch for the podcast but it took me a while and by the time i watched it i'm like man this movie is underrated i think there are some things that hold it back especially compared to some other movies but there are things that it does that are really interesting and really creative and inventive that I think make it worth a watch. Um, mm. Even if there are some stuff that kind of like, you know, kind of, kind of hold it back from being like as good as an American werewolf in London. Um, 
but the official summary of the howling is after a bizarre and near deadly encounter with a serial killer a television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort where residents may not be what they seem so yeah i kind of like that like she just goes to this like resort coven i like it almost seemed like it was like a weird alcoholics anonymous i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and nymphomaniacs anonymous for some of them yeah yeah i mean there's there's a lot of boning going on in this movie that's for sure yeah Um, it's a horny ass movie yes (laughs) like don't watch this movie with your partner or girlfriend because you're probably gonna start stop the movie halfway through like let's be real um yeah uh so yeah uh when was the first time you'll watch the howling uh, oh god i shouldn't be surprised but for the podcast <laughs> which um isn't really a bad thing like there are so many movies that like i'm like i haven't got around to and like mm. this podcast is a very good reason to watch a lot of these movies yeah i, I honestly don't even know if i had necessarily heard of this movie before the podcast oh either. wow yeah, it, it, it's kind of one of those like just slipped way under or under my radar kind of thing. I feel like uh, I'm maybe it's just my age bracket, but besides like the universal Lon Chaney, like Wolfman movies that American Werewolf and the Howling were the benchmark. Like they were they were the ones that you compared your werewolf movie to. Mm. And uh, like I didn't see this until probably the in somewhere in the 90s well after i'd seen gremlins and the burbs yeah but um yeah it was just as batshit then as it is now um in a good way too like it is Mm -hmm. it's crazy but it works especially the the villain reveal like the the in the shadows guy talking to d wallace stone like i i really love that element that they add to it and they kind of mysteriously set up the tone um for the whole that the kind of like writhes through the whole film mm-hmm. yeah uh this movie definitely has like a weird energy to it but i kind of love mm-hmm. it because it's like it's very unconventional like this is not the type of movie that you would see at most like horror movies it it deals a lot with like trauma and grief and dealing with emotions but at the same time too it's a fucking werewolf movie yeah it has probably in my opinion one of the best endings of a horror movie just in terms of like oh you fucking went there like <laughs> and then it you is have... oh go ahead it, well it is funny because and and, and they, they're really not connected at all but i think it would oddly make a very good um double feature with the phantom of the paradise i don't know why but I feel like they have the same like aura to them. Yeah. If that makes any sense whatsoever. I can see that. Like kind of like bizarre, like surreal, like what's going on. Yeah, and, and other real, like all like like out of a like a reality that that doesn't exist and never existed. Mm-hmm. You know? Even when she's on the even the, the T V studio stuff feels other real and not and and, and 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 not of this earth you know what i mean like it feels off yeah part part of that it makes me feel like like watching this movie the feeling you get i feel like could also be the same feeling that 
Karen, the main character, is feeling throughout this entire thing. Because mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. she's almost along for the ride with us a little bit of like a, what the fuck is going on in this place? I know yeah. that there's shit going on and people keep telling me it's fine and it's not a big deal, but I know that there's shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was that was kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So let's see here. We got a few emails. Oh, wait. I don't think I said the first time I watched this movie. Um, before we get to that. Uh first time i watched this movie gosh it was like two or three years back maybe even four and i just i was going through a list of like horror movies i hadn't seen and it was the blind spots yeah and i was like the howling werewolf got it let's watch this and then i was like this movie is weird and i love it (laughs) so strange yeah it's definitely not like i don't think it would be most people's first pick for a werewolf movie or a horror movie but just like it does some really cool stuff again i really love the ending to this movie where she turns into the werewolf and the kid's like the news lady turned into a werewolf like yeah it's great yeah i love the ending too um i don't know if it logically holds up Mm -hmm. um but uh it's so cool and it's almost it (laughs) reminds me of network Yes, very similar to that one. Yeah, and I was like, that's so fucking cool. It and I, 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 I'm going to tip my hat to, to what my favorite performance is, but I fucking love Dee Wallace Stone so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Just, like, she's such a big part of my childhood with E.T. and everything. Yeah. But then to later discover her, the horror side of her, Mm-hmm. Um, of course, this Cujo and a few others. Like it's like, um, I never knew she had this side of her career when I was originally getting into these movies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there, she she is such, uh, she's a staple when it comes to to horror of this era. And yeah, I really love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she interacts on Twitter too. Like when I when I tag her in like a anniversary tweet, she'll she'll like it or retweet it so oh nice i like that too nice um cool uh so on to emails uh tucker says or not tucker that was american werewolf uh lloyd says 1981 the year of the werewolf an american werewolf in london wolfen and the howling all came out within a couple months of each other i kind of like all of them uh you're maybe reaching a little bit with Wolfen, but I'll allow it. Um, not necessarily most people's favorite horror movie, but or werewolf movie, but it's okay. Have any of you seen that movie? No. Yep. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Wolfen? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's at the time. I think it, I was like into it a bit. Um, but, uh, like I was, I was young and stupid then. I think we need to watch. It's a werewolf movie with Albert Finney. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Edward James Olmos is in that movie too, which is very bizarre. It's a, it's just a very, it's, it's like if someone was like, uh, I really love these burgers. Like mm-hmm. we've got in and out we've got Shake Shack, we have McDonald's. Like one of these things just doesn't add up. Like, mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, I think it's playing it more as like a cop investigative thriller. 
Yes. And I think that's the difference to it. But like, I mean, it's got such an odd cast. Like you didn't, you mentioned uh, Albert, uh, uh, Edward James almost. And I mentioned uh, Finney, who is like the lead in this one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Gregory Hines is in this movie. Tom Noonan, like it's, it's a, it, it's an interesting one. I, I, I honestly, I would really like to, to bring it eventually because it's, it was very well received at its time. I'm really mm-hmm. highly reviewed at its time. So. There are things about it that I really still like. It's been a long time since I watched it, so, and it, it's one of those gothic New York stories. Yes, which plays kind of nicely because we just did American Werewolf in London, and that's kind of like a gothic London story. Mm. Yeah, like like bright light, big city type stuff, but still, they kind of work hand in hand in 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 different respects. Yeah. Also, speaking of burgers. That end credit scene of the howling <laughs> made me hungry. hundred <laughs> percent. That looked like a good burger. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian says stay away from the sequels if you can. But Again, where kangaroos? But yeah. come on. The marsupials. See, it had two <laughs> it had two different titles to it. Um one was like, yeah, the howling three. The Howling Three, the Marsupials, because um, I had Barry Otto, who is like a huge Australian um, actor of the time. Um, like if you ask my friend Drex, he knows all about Barry Otto. And I think Barry might be the uncle to Miranda Otto. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Um, I mean, nothing beats the title of Werewolf. Uh, of the Howling Two, Sturba, the the Sturba, the Werewolf Bitch. <laughs> and they had Christopher Lee in that one. Yeah, well, but, what did they dig up on him to get him in that movie? Right? He was just like they're like, well, Hammer's dead, so um this is what you're gonna do now, I guess. And he's like, Well, fine, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I've got enough money. Yeah, he doesn't um he doesn't need to do anything anymore. He can just stop <laughs> Um but it was also what was it also known as? It's like your sister is a werewolf or something like that. Forget what it was called, but there is a secondary title. It's like your the sister is a werewolf. Like okay, yeah, sure, fuck, okay, sure, whatever. Why not? No, the third one's probably the best, but even that, I'm like, I'm oh, it's gonna, still terrible. I'm not gonna tell people that they should go see it because I'm like, no, you probably don't need to. If you want no. to, go ahead, but know what you're getting into, which is just mm-hmm. crazy insanity. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. It was Howling 2 that w- in Australia was called Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. <laughs> but it was also in Canada known as Sturba, Werewolf Bitch. And um, I believe it was also known as um, the Howling 2, Bark at the Moon when they were making it, or the Howling 2, It's Not Over Yet. <laughs> the last one came out in 2011. 2011. Yeah. Oh my Howling goodness. Reborn. Yeah. I also kind of like how this slightly also re- related to Australian movies. The poster for The Howling first reminded me of I think it's Wrong Turn. They also mm-hmm. have like a woman screaming on the front, but yep. also Wolf Creek is very similar the poster. Yes. Um yeah. which is kind of interesting. 
The IMDb poster for it is fucking gorgeous. I would have that as a one sheet on my wall. It's so pretty. The rest, the brand new restored one. Oh, I feel like oh. I should look this up. If you, yeah, it's yeah. a white, it's a white and red poster. Oh, oh it's yeah. so Ooh, nice. I love it's that so art. So nice. Yeah, I would have that as a as a poster on my wall because it's so nice. Kyle says, I loved how Dean Wallace's werewolf was blonde. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? The details. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Barbie wolf. So the hero wolf. <laughs> the hero of the movie, Chris. Like mm-hmm. essentially who becomes the hero of the movie and starts shooting basically shoots everyone. That's Dennis Dugan. Oh, that's funny. Do you know you, do you guys know who Dennis Dugan is? A little bit. Like He's I a know... director now. Yeah. I know he um, did. He was in Happy Gilmore. I remember he, that. He directed Happy Gilmore. He directed Beverly Hills Ninja. He directed Big Daddy. He directed. Uh, we go through the Benchwarmers. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Don't mess with the Zohan. Like, Grown ups, just go with it. <laughs> he wow. works a lot with Adam. Sandler. He's Sandler's guy. Yeah, he's yeah. Sandler's dude. Yeah. And so yeah, he was the kind of the kind of the protagonist of the Howling. The kind of the only capable one uh, on the yeah. not werewolf side. Though, how many bullets were in his gun? Like seriously? Yeah, and he never like reloaded or anything. No, not once. <laughs> not once. <laughs> Killed the uh, whole cult essentially with an a, a a gun that he never had to load. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it just that... goes to show how capable he is, though. Right. Um. Wasn't he also in Moonlighting, which R.A.P. Bruce Willis's career? But yeah, Ooh. yeah, I've you know you kind of feel bad in retrospect for ripping on Bruce' careers in a large degree, especially as you don't know how long that he was dealing with symptoms of aphasia and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I kind of figured something was up with because it's like had, he was I in never, so many awful movies, and I'm like, I know. So what's Cusack's problem then? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that terrible Amazon Prime series. That was the last I remember seeing him. In. I I just had a movie with him this week called Pursuit on Blu-ray. It was him and Emil Hirsch. Weird. And even in a bad movie, Emil gives his fucking all. Uh, there's something about Emil Hirsch that even a bad movie, he's still good. Yeah, I don't know he, why. He's the hustles. Yeah. Okay. Um. Best line in this movie. There's a lot of good lines. A lot of good There's bangers. so many good lines. I love all the threatening lines in that porno theater. Mm. Yes. The, that whole scene is so well done. I love the shadowing. There's something about Joe Dante's films that you know you're watching a Joe Dante film when you're watching it. And it was it's a scene like that. Mm-hmm. Where it has this cape of mystery to it that just plays so brilliantly. Yeah, uh, and I'm also blown away that John Sayles wrote the screenplay on this. Who is like an incredibly gifted dramatic writer, mm-hmm. doing such a batshit insane movie like this. Well, he probably just was like, I want to do something a little different, get out of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it it is interesting when like different people who usually play in a different wheelhouse kind of like try something new and different, and it's like, cool, why not? Yeah, I I also say that I like the Eddie line. I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind. I trusted you, Karen. And then they Mm -hmm. he pulls the bullet out of his head. Yeah, 
pulls a piece of, a piece of that brain out of the hole in his head. It's oh, just like, it oh, oh uh, so great. I mean, I always like the line at the end when Karen says, the secret society exists and is living among mm-hmm. all of us. They are neither people nor animals, but something in between. I love that line. Just so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like... I like the the when he's pulling the bullet out of his head too. That one was good. For some reason, I also wrote down when uh, they took the husband on the the wolf hunt, and he he managed to shoot something. And one of the country boys is like, and he said he wasn't no hunter, <laughs> and he does this like <laughs> goofy little laugh at the end. And I was like, oh, I like that guy. He, he, that was kind of endearing. That was funny. <laughs> See the difference between this and and American World is this one plays hard into its camp. And I think that's where it succeeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a surprising amount of that. I the the uh, bookstore owner was another. Mm-hmm. It's like he every time someone would bring something up, he'd like he'd be like, "Oh, I got a book on that," and then he'd like immediately take them over to the section. And I was like, oh, "I'm gonna, I want to be him when I grow up." Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what was up? <laughs> um. All right. Uh, best performance. D. Yeah. Yeah. And really a lot of it. the a lot of the side characters, like the yeah. the country cops and uh the medical examiner who does the autopsy had a good he like he had a, a one short scene, but it was kind of funny too, where they'd open up the uh autopsy door and the body's gone of Eddie. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, Well, he can't just walk away and then you're like they hang there for like a second before it cuts to the next scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would go with um, D. I mean, I don't even think this might. Even, I don't think this is her best performance either. Like, no, no. I feel like but she's... it's still a damn good one. Cujo, I think, is my favorite performance of hers. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, we have to do Cujo one of these days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even I it's... honestly, uh, the her. I guess he was he was a doctor but he was also a werewolf but her doctor was a a good character too i thought Mm -hmm. uh especially at the end when he realizes that there are silver silver bullets in the gun and he basically like is like oh yeah i'm done with this fucking shoot me (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's patrick mcnee Mm. um who is uh most uh, most famous for a, a series called the prisoner in the 60s okay was that patrick mcnee or was that patrick mcgoohan I'm lost on that one. Not sure. It's worth noting. Jude Wallace still acts quite a bit, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Rob Zombie uses her and stuff too, because of course Rob Zombie's reverence to classic horror and stuff. Mm. So, cool. Uh, all right. Let's see here. We got best kill. Hmm. It's tough to choose between the silver bullet gun rampage and Karen being shot on live TV as a wolf. I mean, that was because those both have their merits. Yeah, I would say the spree because D. Wallace's is almost off screen, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, was there an actual explanation for why their car exploded? (laughs) No. Okay. I thought <laughs> no. I missed something, but like I, he has a line that's like, oh, we're out of gas. And then the car explodes. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I'd was... like to nominate that for a most confusing part of this movie award. Yeah. It was a little, it was questionable. It's like, what? 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 Really? 
it was questionable, but for some reason it still kind of fits in this movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Anything that's so weird and off is still like acceptable in this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I did like the scene at the end where they kill her. It is off screen, but I, I thought it was still, at least for me, it was effective, even though it mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. off screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. What else we got? Um, dumbest decision. Oh, I mean, there's a there's a couple that I wrote down for this movie. Like, first of all, if someone has been through an extremely traumatic event and basically, well, I mean, I don't know if they in the movie if it's super clear if she's like sexually assaulted in that first scene or not. But mm. I mean, if someone has gone through that event, maybe like cut them some slack and don't go back to work so quickly and like if they can't handle going back to work maybe just be a little more understanding you know Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like they don't really give a fuck about anything that she went through yeah i mean i don't know if that's just like an 80s thing too because i don't i don't have no idea but like yeah there's there's a little more mental health uh uh healing that needs to be done there Well, yeah. you know, Taylor, women are hysterical and they just need to get back to work. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Those silly feelings and emotions. I, I don't know how to say this any more plainly, but bitches be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's extra funny because she turns into a wolf at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, also going to the colony. As soon as... As soon as he brought up the colony and it was called the colony. I was like, no, 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 no. That's a weirdly cryptic name for your group of people. You're going to a cult. That's where you're going. Right. (laughs) That's what I put. Cause I'm like, isn't there like more conventional ways to get over this? Like, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, but I'm like, I'm like, Oh, see you go away to a secret convent of weirdos for a while, or you can just like go to a therapist for a bit. Like, just go to the therapist. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like such a tough decision as you're making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one more too. Uh, mm-hmm. Marrying Bill. That seems like <laughs> a very bad decision. I mean, and I, I guess a lot of it is blamed on him becoming a wolf because in mm-hmm. the beginning he does seem pretty understanding and like, you know, doesn't push her to do things she doesn't want to do and stuff like that. But like as soon as they get to the colony, he's like, Mm, look at look at this fine lady over here right and like he just he just does not hold himself back yeah okay i think it's time to score this movie with everyone thank you for a score um i'm gonna go with an eight okay um i i, I like this movie a lot um but as far as like a cohesive movie it definitely goes way off the rails <laughs> Um, and I mean, there, there's, there's a major difference in the transformation scenes between both movies we covered this week, because there is a more gleeful attitude when Eddie transforms Mm -hmm. in this one. But then at the same time, those transformations, like they were overindulgent in those transformation scenes Mm -hmm. and they feel less about the trauma of 
transforming and more showing off look what we can do look at these bladders in this guy's head look at all this stuff mm-hmm. you know and like um it just it, it it feels at times like overindulgent like okay you guys can get on with it uh even this the the severed arm transformation mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's like uh that one goes on like it just feels like it, it's just like ex- extended sequences um so I, although that there are really great transformations and I really enjoy it, um, I do think that I got overindulgent in it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would give this movie a seven. And I think a little similar to what you're saying, it just, it felt like there was a lot going on and a lot of characters and just kind of stuff that maybe didn't need to be there so much. Mm-hmm. Like, they really could have pared some of the stuff down in this movie and just tried to focus a little more on a, a you know, maybe one of the storylines that happened in this movie and uh, take, you know, one or two of the characters out and really just focus on uh, Dee Wallace and her character's story and things like that. But yeah. um, at the same time, then maybe it wouldn't quite have been as buck wild as it wound up being. So, yeah, to say. True. Uh, I'll give this an eight. And only because, like, this feels like the drunken cousin to an American Werewolf in London. Like, it doesn't make really <laughs> as much sense. But put, such a good description of this movie that fits really perfect. But like, put the two together, and like, this movie when it's when it's not working, it's not working. But when it's working, yeah. it's doing some weird stuff that I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not consistent enough to be. A fantastic movie but like i still i'm like there's stuff in this that like I, i'm still blown away by like mm-hmm. like i think now the idea of the werewolf transformation at the end when she's on television like that's not that strange i think other movies have done something similar uh stuff like that well maybe not exactly like that but similar ish but like i don't know just to see all that stuff come together it it's a unique movie. It's not a great mm-hmm. movie. And I think that's kind of why I, I still give it some brownie points for being something different and something unique. Um, I still think people should watch it, you know, even if you're maybe going to watch it and go, this is probably not top tier werewolf or even horror movie, but it's still something, something enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the ending with her being on camera was, was, probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. I think if they had just done, sometimes they do the ending where people just, you know, drive off into the distance after everyone is dead and things like that. And that would have been really terrible compared to what we got, which is her exploding on television as a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also really love Joe Dante's endings. He yes. has great endings throughout his career. He has so many great endings in movies and, and the howling is uh, it's got to be in the top three for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, we we also find out that the werewolf is still alive from the comedy. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I also think too, like, you know, Joe Dante, like everyone knows him for Gremlins, but like, not to say like Gremlins. I think Gremlins is a better movie than this, but like, yes, you know, it is good to diversify and see what else he does aside mm-hmm. from just Gremlins. So. Also, I feel like I already know the answer to this, but the 
the werewolf lady at the end of the movie who's still alive, she doesn't appear in the sequels, does she? I think she's in the second movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure. I thought maybe they would just drop her because she was yeah. kind of a little background in this movie too. But okay. yeah, I, I, like, I like that continuity. I believe she is the sister that is the werewolf or the werewolf bitch. Ah, that fits perfectly. There you go. Okay. Well, Steve, where can people find you? On the yeah. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. My website is stevestebbing.ca. And you can listen to me every Thursday on The Shift with Shane Hewitt. Uh, across Canada on the Chorus Radio Network. Nice. And Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Instagram and Twitch under the username Technonomicon. I'm on Letterboxd as Circeanic, and I have a blog, circeanic.home.blog, where if I do anything else interesting or exciting, I'll probably post about it there. Nice. And I'm at 3 where... I mean, by the time this is out, you'll probably catch my review for, I don't know, The Northman, Ambulance, probably something. I don't know. I review things as they come across my desk. So, but def- yeah, though, definitely those two, Northman, Ambulance. I'm ex- I'm so st- stupidly excited for The Northman because... Yeah, me too. Eggers is 2-0. and oh. Like... Yeah. He's got yeah. a perfect record. This looks like the most conventional of any movie he's made so far. That For sure. Me and even bit. that, even that is like, what do you mean conventional? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it's like, yeah, it's going to be nuts. I can't wait. And I fucking love The Witch and I adore The Lighthouse mm-hmm. so much. Like the 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 screen, the screening, the VIF screening of The Lighthouse, I was like so giddy. For that yeah. movie i was just everything about that movie was we were there we were yeah we were there together oh, no. yeah oh that was that was such a great experience man like it was i also oh, remember too like when we got up to leave and there was a couple and like oh yeah the guy is like <laughs> the guy who clearly just brought the girl because he wanted to see it and then he's like he just looked over he was like i'm sorry and she looks so upset and i'm like <laughs> like dude that's a that's a you movie. You should have just gone to that one yourself. But... Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking there, pal. Oh, it's so funny. It's hilarious. Oh, such good shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we're we're doing a, a mini franchise next next time. We're doing two Saw movies, Saw One and Saw Two. Which yes. Like Sorry, that. I'm excited. I mean, as you should be, because the Saw movies can be a lot of fun. Even when they're not great, they're still pretty good. But, yeah, we're going to talk about those next time. All right, everybody. Bye for now.